Welcome back to the Todd Duncan Podcast. A member of the industry syndicate. This is where success happens. Todd's goal is to transform your business and life through deeper connections, higher trust, and proven strategies to help you win and give you your best life ever. Here's your host, Todd Duncan. Hey everyone, Todd Duncan. Welcome to the Where Success Happens podcast. Every time we do one of these, we have one goal to share ideas with you that can make a difference in your business and life. Today, we're focusing on leadership and the future. And I've asked my good friend, Alec Hansen, to join us. Uh, Alec, welcome, man. Yes, Todd, thank you. This is a blast. <laughs> yeah, yeah good to have you here. You made quite the impression a couple of years ago at Mastery, and you had one of the most watched panel kind of uh, advisories on the future of mortgage lending. I know that you are the host of the Modern Lending Podcast, which is exciting. You also are a leader. You're a senior vice president of production. You run the Pacific Southwest for Lone Depot. And uh, I love how you lead and I love your thinking. And so I thought what we would do today for a half hour is just kind of riff on what does leadership look like at halftime? So we're halfway through the year. What does leadership look like? What are you guys doing to kind of set the stage under your leadership for kind of what's next and where we're going, good, bad, ugly, or indifferent? And uh, let's see where that leads us. So welcome to the podcast. And what's on your heart today about leadership halfway through the year? You know, it, that, that's a wonderful question, Todd, because there's so much on my heart um, uh, specific to the topic of leadership, because I feel like there has been so many challenges. I can't believe we're already halfway through the year. First of all, that's just blows crazy. my mind. <laughs> you're, we were work from homing, you know, I, like, I feel like two days ago. So it, it's been wild. Um, and, and the stress on leadership, at least what I took on myself and I know other people did during COVID was gigantic because it caused so many new problems and new opportunities for leaders to solve. You know, the, the idea, the, the empathy factor and the need to be proactive when we couldn't see our people face to face anymore was a radical shift for a lot of leaders. Uh, and I think it exposed great leaders. And I think it put lots of challenges on those who, you know, that old topic of managing by walking around. But where are you going to walk around to? <laughs> zoom to zoom to zoom to zoom, right? <laughs> yeah, just the, the, the fact that just the skill set that we had built up organically over time with our people and our teams um, was really challenged. And I think it's still challenged today, even though people are going back and offices are reopening and there's lots of different things happening in different states. Um, I still think some of the same challenges exist because underneath all that too, Todd, in my opinion, the landscape was radically shifted. I, I actually think it was shifting before COVID hit. I think we were becoming this digital local combo, you know, society, internet first society. And at the same time, COVID hit and just, just washed it all out. And yeah. you saw yeah. radical new place evolving of digital plus local and, and what does this all mean? And I saw people going all digital and forsaking local and then some people just turtling and just radical things happen. So I think what's on my heart for leaders is just the need for us to step up in new ways that maybe we're not prepared for, maybe we're uncomfortable in, maybe we don't feel like we've been trained to do this. You know, Todd, I know we've joked about this in the past, but in the mortgage industry, we seem to promote top performers. Yeah. Top performers get promotions. Now you're the boss. Go be the boss. I mean, there's a recruiting strategy like go find a top producer, make them a branch manager. We were doing that at Countrywide in 2003. Translate to to leadership skills. Um, yeah. They're not always yeah. the same. Top performers. I mean, consistency, hard work. Those things are are obviously natural transitions to leadership. But there are other things. Empathy. 
you know, the ability to connect with others, um, the ability to let them have their space and be their style of originator versus just a mini, mini me of you yeah. um, has been radical transfer. So I think, you know, where my heart is today is I think that the, the changing landscape is still muted because there's still this gigantic purchase insanity market right now. And rates are still relatively really good. And so I think there's still a lot of like the new skills, the new evolution stuff that we're just kind of back, you know, we're just kind of pretending isn't there. The world didn't yeah. change that, much, so I just keep doing what I'm doing, and I'll be okay. No, you got to you got to adapt right now. And so, let me throw a couple of questions your way because I think that uh, the the you brought up a couple of really cool words. One is empathy, um, and, and then I took empathy and I went to engagement. And I think that what what has happened over the last eighteen months or so is that we've been forced to uh, to really relook and rethink at those things like engagement remotely is a little bit unique and different than engagement when you're all under one roof and empathy is a little bit harder to produce even though we know the right questions to ask and the way to produce empathy but it's just not there when you're like here i can't feel your 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 heat i can't feel your blood i can't feel your your heartbeat you know i, I but i'm trusting that i got a friendship with with alec and he trusts me but it's just it's just different than if we were sitting down in a studio and just going back and forth I think the other thing is that that this isn't over yet. I'm not a pro. I'm not predicting anything. But, you, you know, I do think that the economy trending is going to provide some unique challenges. I think that that some of the, the hurdles that we're probably going to have to get over from an economic standpoint are very, very real. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure that that everybody returning to work is a permanent kind of outcome because we don't know what else may or may not happen. And I, I don't have a tendency to borrow something that hasn't happened from the future, but I think all great leaders prepare. So when you think about when you think about where the market is and you think about we do have we do have a you know a, a great interest rate environment. We yep. still have we still have some positive leading trends uh, about market availability and product availability. But the modern, like I remember being in your office five years ago and maybe four and, and I was I was doing a test with you guys on a mobile app and I was thinking, you know, we, you and I were talking about technology and, and I guess the question would be, is, is the world in which we go forward still going to be, um, it's going to be a technology world, it is a technology world. But it, it, to what extent do you feel as a leader, we still need a massive dose of humanity in that tech world in which we're at? Because that's modern lending. It's it's that balancing act, right? You know, there's so much to unpack in that comment, you know, Todd. So uh, we are becoming more digital. COVID forced some of that on us. Right. But at the same time, we, I feel like some of us forgot what that, we forgot our humanity at the door. <laughs> So there's lots of people putting out great content messaging, doing Zoom calls, doing interactive things, but they've left their humanity behind them and they're, they're, they're on stage. And on stage isn't bad. It's just not necessarily the best reflection of who they really are right. in that moment with that person. And so I think some of us, like this is a whole new skill, v video chatting and, and all that, like the camera's here, you're down here, but I want to make eye contact with you. I want you to know I respect what's happening right now, but I can't really see you at the same time. So like these things are different. And difficult. And even as stupid yeah. as that is of like, where's the eye contact moment? Like in a face-to-face -face room, Todd, if you're speaking and I look at you dead in the face, like we're having a moment. We connect. Yeah, we're <laughs> connecting on whatever we're talking about. And so as a leader, now we're on Zoom calls and we're trying to make connection with our people. And, and <clears throat> some people aren't, aren't comfortable coming back, don't want to come back to the office. And I think this is a, 
great little micro view of just one of the macro changes that we're trying to evolve into. And I, I think it's straining the leadership cycle. It's funny because I, I just tried to drag my screen up to the top so I could, I could have a smaller gap between where you are and, and where my green light is. And it's like this, am I going to look at Alec or am I going to look up here? And it is unique and it, it is different, <laughs> even though it's 4K, right? <laughs> well, and, and piggybacking, you know, um, I, I, I always prided myself in, through my career as being a good practitioner. So I was one of those kids that was a really solid performer. I put the big numbers up. I've been in the Scotland's thing. I was on the screen. Yeah. So when I was directly managing loan officers, that was very fun because it was like, this is the challenge. Let's go, let's go accomplish the challenge. And for a lot of us too, the roadmap for origination really was static for a long, long time. It was realtor partners, drive influence, yeah. become best friends with them, build relationships, and you're going to have an unbelievable career. And for so many of us, that was dramatically true. I mean, I would laugh when loan officers would say, oh, I don't go talk to realtors. <laughs> well, you're not right. going to be successful. You know, just, you can still do some levels. I'm sure there's somebody out there that's mad that did super successful off CPAs and financial planners, but they're not as many as I've seen in my life. And now, you know, we look around and we go, well, open houses got all shut down during COVID. You couldn't go visit yeah. face to face. Having Asking for a meeting was probably taboo. People were like, what are you talking about? We're not, we're supposed to be on lockdown. And this whole new, these whole new origination verticals of social media, video development, digital marketing started to kind of emerge. And I found myself very challenged by that because I, I don't, that wasn't my playbook. I didn't, I don't have the skill set to be like, hey, look what I did back in my glory days. And, you know, let's try to replicate some of those in the modern times. Um, I took it as a very big personal challenge to try to figure out that space because I felt like it was going to be more and more important as the consumer just evolves their behaviors more and more. Oh, as we all do. I mean, yeah. we're so we're so spoiled by Amazon when they went to like seven days on delivery during COVID. So many people were so pissed. <laughs> I can't get it tomorrow. <laughs> no matter if I'm prime or not, you know, no, and if you're not, not prime, prime it's, even, it's even worse. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, I think one of the interesting things and, and part of why I wanted to do this with you is because I know you're a forward thinking mortgage professional and uh, you have been from the, the moment I, I knew you, but you also... Um, you also mastered the basics. And if we go back to the, the top producer who gets promoted, yeah. probably the gap is, at least for most, that they don't really have an awareness of the difference between leadership and management. And we always try to tell people that you can manage assets, but you have to lead people. And leading people is unique. And when you have a, a layer of this digital kind of society, and I use the word loosely, connection, even though it's literal, right? It's you and I are connecting. I'm, you know, I'm five hours away from you by, by car ride and, and we're connecting, but it's not the same. We still have to ask the question, how do you lead LOs in a changing environment? And I'd like to just hear your, your, your thought on that, because I personally believe that even though the realtor model has changed and is changing, um, I still believe that the top producing real estate agents thrive and desire and, and want the kind of connected high trust relationship that a lender can provide. But I think the other thing is beyond just performance value, which is getting the deal done and honoring the needs that buyers and referral partners have, is this whole new shift. And, and the shift I'm referring to the shift um, and labeling it consumer centric. Yeah. You and I were talking to Mastery two years ago and, and recently about silos, right? And, um, and, and, and to your point, I don't know that a lot of LOs have it totally figured out, but I at the same time want to tell everybody, 
it's not as hard as you think it is. And I'll give you just a case in point. So one of the most digital persons that I know is a gal named Denise. And, and Denise has branded herself as the mortgage nerd, which is kind of an interesting brand. But she came to our High Trust Boot Camp in 2013. And I believe that year she funded about $7 million in volume. Last year, she funded $200 million in volume. And the, the thing that she says, um, about technology is that technology speeds along the performance, but it doesn't replace the engagement, right? It doesn't replace that. And I was fascinated by just the, the concept of, of where you go on this. And the point I want to make is she trusted this idea that, like, for example, working with financial planners is not as hard as you think it is. We make it hard. And all she did was every time she met with a borrower within about 24 hours of the loan being completed, and she does this today as recently as yesterday, a quick email goes out to the financial planner asking for a 15 minute appointment to explain the mortgage recommendation that she's making for the client to make sure it's part of the long-term financial plan. No it's, brainer. it's it's that easy. It's a no brainer, right? And um, one of our top guys that, that we coach, um, just hit $100 million uh, for June. You know, he, he did $150 million as a team last year. He wants to do $250 million this year. And I asked him, I said, what's the difference between having a conversation with an insurance professional or a financial advisor and a realtor? And he said, nothing. It's, it's the same. Everybody has needs. And if we can help them fulfill those needs, then it's not any different than working with a real estate agent. And then he went so far as to say that in these new markets, you have higher qualification capacity, you have different credit score profiles, you have less shopping, less price sensitivity, all those kinds of things. <clears throat> so I'm sitting here looking at consumer centric to me means how do you insulate your business as the traditional market continues to change with realtors? <clears throat> and then how valuable is that back to the realtor? And you got a guy on your team that we on stage at last, last year at Mastery and, and the economics are off the grid. So with that as a backdrop, what do you see happening with modern loan originators as they begin to look at building business verticals outside of the norm. And how are you facilitating that as a senior executive at, at Loan Depot? You know, so I, I, as you just eloquently said, it's a process that we overcomplicate. Yeah. So when you realize that, that all of your past customers and realtors are likely on all these social media platforms, and that's where they're hanging out and choosing to spend parts of their day, and you realize you have the unique opportunity to be hanging out in that same space for free, without having to advertise right. to them. It has more engagement and connection opportunities than spam emails, which always go to spam and everyone hates. You start to realize, holy crap, that's my community. That's my tribe. Those are my people. And and I, I know this is going to sound, I, I never want this to sound manipulative. I think I feel like it does come off that way. But there are, we, we all are desperate for validation. We want to be seen and recognized for our efforts, for our activities, for what mm -hmm. we're doing. And, and understanding that social media is a place where people are showcasing themselves, their lives, their, their, their successes, their, their, their failures. And you had that unique moment to go in and say, I actually see you. I encourage you. I support you. I'm there with you. Not just an emoji and a like and all that crap. Right. I mean, it goes into people's brains. You are, you are making a significant moment in their day. And you think that, that that sounds stupid, but it's not. You took the time to say, I see you. I recognize you. You're doing awesome. Whether it's a realtor's new listing or a even somebody's life event, their kid went to college and whatever. And you just kind of pop in and go, this is so cool. I went here. You know, we all want to be seen. 
And so these aha moments for originators when they go, wow, there's this whole place to play where my people already are and other people that I want to be with, that I want to connect with. Um, that this I've seen the light go on for so many originators and then they go, well, how do I play in that place? And it's okay, let's figure that out together. Because there's a million ways to play. There's not one recipe. There's not, like we have a great originator named Sean Yahara in Vegas who did a podcast, was playing with some local businesses. And then he was like, you know what? I'm loving this Utah, YouTube game. So he went all in on YouTube and he goes around to local communities in Vegas and he, and he showcases the communities, highlights the builders, highlights the restaurants, what it's like to live there. This guy is getting like six to eight real deal prequel leads a week from YouTube, from people who are like hey. Vegas. And, and I'm like, you, he found his voice and it took a while from him to figure out, you know, what his strategy was and what he liked and didn't like. And so my point is there's just the people are in these, all these different places. And to your, to your exact point, having a consumer centric thinking mind where you go, where are the people, you know, you talk about advertising. Well, I, I can show up with them every single day on Facebook in a message that I've curated and I, I want to deliver back to the, to the community and I get to do that for free. Yeah. And, and these mega players are putting out commercials and Super Bowl ads and all these things that are impactful and make, they make human impact. I mean, it's very ignorant to think that the Quicken brand is not making human impact and that people are applying there. They're, that's happening. Period. So, <laughs> <laughs> you can't deny it. So at the same time, it's like, well, what can LOs do? Well, so much stuff. So much stuff. So you kind of piggyback that question, Todd, with like, what are we doing or, or what am I trying to do to help that? Um, number one, you know, I always, you remember Maslow's hierarchy of needs? Yep. So, so I always fall back on this because we, we always want to jump to the top as leaders, which is the self-actualization part. We always want to like help people become the best person they're, they're capable of being. And often there's no foundation yet there. You can't jump right there and go like, you know, right. what are your dreams and let's self-actualize. You know, the bottom level of that is air, food, and water, right? That's, that's, <laughs> that's the bottom. So I joke that it's, it's loans. So make sure your people have loans. And, and if they don't, get in the water with them and help them get loans. You know, the next is safety and shelter. Make them feel like that they can take risks and not be punished. So part of my leadership strategy is I'm taking just as many risks. I'm out in the world with a podcast. I'm out on social and digital. I'm out, you know, trying not to embarrass myself with video content because I'm just, I'm in the water with them. I want them to know, hey, it's good. You can come play and we'll figure this out together because this is where consumers are. You know, and then there's the need for love and belonging, which is, you know, through the digital connections and, you know, then there's self-esteem and recognition of I see you. And then you can actually say, let's step up the game, you know, because yeah. you built this foundation. So I think what I'm trying to do specifically is, number one, be in the water and let people know that, you know, I'm trying to figure it out, too. Um, and number two is just, you know, we host monthly masterminds and all these things that are designed to create connection and opportunity where we can say, hey, let's try new things. Let's, let's do a video challenge and do 10 videos in 10 days and see what happens on your social. Let's just see what happens. Sometimes it's just people are so afraid, Todd, of getting on camera. And I know this sounds silly, but like, remember when you walked in to meet your first realtor? And like, I'm, I still remember how terrified I was. Todd, Todd I, parked, I, was I parked outside this big realtor's open house, one of the biggest realtors in Orange County. I saw him through the door. I put on jock jams, try to like fire myself up, and I drove <laughs> away. I drove away. I was so afraid. Wait. So the, the same stuff of that we dealt with in our careers in, in that stage are still relevant today. And like, hey, put a camera on. They're like, oh, I, can't, I can't. I hate how I look yeah. and sound. And I go, you yeah. forgot. You forgot. <laughs> you did this before. 
So it's kind I mean, of funny that it's kind of funny the old the the old days and and the, and the modern days have at least some similarity that there still can be fear and there still can be kind of paralysis and I think the thing that's interesting I remember a realtor call I made and by the way I've driven by more realtor offices as I was getting into doing this whole deal but I was listening to a Brian Tracy album you know and and he was talking about this exercise called I love myself I love myself and the exercise is before you make a sales call you look in your rearview mirror and you say I love myself I love myself I love myself just to try to get that energy. So I'm in a realtor parking lot. I get out of my car. I forgot to do the rear view mirror. I love myself exercise. So what I did is I knelt down next to the car passenger side and looked in the passenger side window. And I did the, I love myself. I love myself. I walked through the front door and there's about 45 real estate agents standing there looking at me, trying to pump myself up in the parking lot. I love myself. I love myself. <laughs> And they said, what did you just do? And I said, I was getting myself pumped up before calling on y'all. And uh, and they welcomed me. And, and, and it was kind of one of those breakthroughs that you don't have to have it all figured out. You can be real. You can be genuine. And you can, you can do those kinds of things. And I think the best advice to people is be real. You don't have to have it perfect you have to be you have to be real though and you have to trust it and the thing i want to i want to ask you because yeah. to me it, i scratch my head a little bit and i try to think why is it that every loan originator in america for every family they successfully fund a loan for does not get one more closing per year from that family and i scratch my head because i'm trying to figure out what is it about the the sales feeling idea that that gets in the way and there was a study there's a there's a sales group called close c-l-o-s-e and and they have 49 different kind of stats on on selling to make 2022 a great year and one of the things alec that blew, blew my mind is 91 percent of consumers would offer a referral but only 11% of sales professionals ask for it. This consumer centric model is, man, I've got to make your home buying experience off the grid, five stars. You know, the customer journey has got to be beautiful, but I'm doing that because it's the right thing to do, but I'm also doing it because if at the end you're thrilled, you're going to help me and introduce me to somebody else. Why is this not happening? Why, why, why does the society of loan originators in America not realize the absolute value of a loyal borrower, a loyal customer, and why don't they get this? You know, I think if you and I, either of us could have ever solved this, you know, we would be multi, multi-millionaires because <laughs> it is it is the question. I think there's so many answers. There's there's this embarrassment of the, you know, of the loan officer becoming so transactional. And then we just, we realize we're so transactional, even though we say we're relational, but our efforts and our actions don't prove that. And so, you know, there's the, the training of the CRM and like, oh, the system of, of, you know, management for these contacts that we never use. We never, we never learn and, 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 and dive into, cause I think it tends to not be an immediate gratification thing. Like, I mean, I think immediate gratification actually is another big underlying piece of this where like, if you're the referral partner, Todd, I mean, you're giving me deals. So I'm getting gratified all the time experiencing right. you, but all of a sudden my past customer now I have to be in relationship with them. Um, so that it becomes intentionality. And we just don't have time or we don't, we don't see the value. I think there's just different layers for different people on why they don't capitalize on this the way they should. But what I'm watching is those that do and are waking up. This is the crazy part. I'm watching them wake up to this. I'm watching them to realize their social media is their CRM. That real human connection 
is more important than a gift basket you send somebody at the end of a transaction. And they're starting to understand this concept of, no, no, I want to be in relationship with this person. And what does that mean? That means I actually show up for them. I think about them. I, I reach out to them at places they don't expect. I take the cheesy stuff out. That's the the gift baskets and the meat salami logs. And I do something thoughtful because I ask real questions about what they care about in our transaction. And they told me, and I send them that Jersey for the sports team they're into, or that wine from that winery they mentioned that, that, you know, that I, I found in Napa for them. It, this is where the real people that get this are just becoming powerhouses. And you can see yeah. them because they're building this tremendous, what I would call brand loyalty, the tremendous human loyalty to them. I also realize that these people often will tell someone to go use somebody else if there's a better deal. They, they, don't, they don't connect themselves to the tr- value of a specific commission on a transaction. Right. They, they, they actually take on the role of, I want you to call me for everything and I'm going to give you the real answer no matter what. And they live in that state of abundance. And so their business just balloons because they might have set that one deal down the road because it didn't, it didn't work or whatever happened, happened but they got four more back because they wanted to be in relationship with that person, not just a transaction. And you know what this leads us to? It leads us to the, the biggest decision I think people need to make. And this might be the, even in, in the modern day society, I don't know that the largest population of sales professionals, including real estate agents have made this decision. I was told when I was 23 that you can focus on transactions and make a living or you could focus on relationships and make a fortune. And I decided to focus on relationships. And the idea behind that is that if you have the deep relationship, the transactions happen. And I think the interesting thing is when you have relationship, all you do is serve the relationship and transactions happen. When you're transactionally focused, you're always looking for where's the next one. And this is where the gap exists because if you're always looking for the next one and you're not building community and connectivity and empathy and loyalty with who you've already served, you're missing out on the biggest decision you could ever make to create massive cash flow. And not only for yourself, but also for the partners you serve. We have this this group that has 24 elite members in it and we meet every month and then we do three retreats. And I talked to a guy this morning and year to date, he's referred $1.3 million in commissions back to his realtors year to date in six months. That and that and so 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 think about what that does in terms of creating this kind of really deep connection and and the agents realize that for every borrower I give you, I know you're going to get me at least one, maybe two, and that's the relationship. And now this same guy has about 42 insurance professionals and a database that would blow your mind. He's added 25,000 people to HomeBot in seven months. It's just like, are you kidding me? Yep. And that's the kind of world we need to get into because it is changing. And the consumer relationship, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, is more important than almost anything except for competency. The consumer relationship. Thousand percent. Because that's the only thing that lasts. Right. It's the only thing that matters at the end of the day because they're going to get bombarded. I mean, the mortgage industry is going to get so, so um, tactical and so laser focused. It's going to know exactly when people should get a cash out refinance because they are watching their credit profiles change. And they're like, Hey, here's the equity position here. We should, they're going to come right at them with opportunities and offers. And they're going to be so surgical. And it's only going to be the relationship they have with their, with their professional loan officer that stops them from going out and picking that deal up and taking that deal somewhere else. 
It's only going to be relationships. And so, I mean, yeah. you're nailing it. That that's going to be the end game. So why, 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 in your opinion, as a leader, why don't, why doesn't the entire sales world in mortgage and the entire sales world in real estate understand this? Because I just, again, I get back to scratching my head and I talked to, I talked to a group of about 20, 20 realtors the other day. We're just doing a little powwow for one of our elite persons. And, and I asked them, I said, show of hands, how many of you do an annual real estate review with every single buyer or seller you've ever sold a home to or for? Out of 20 people, how many hands do you think went up? It's going to be grossly low. Anybody? Zero. Zero. And these are these 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 people are selling 40, 50, 60 million dollars of real estate a year. And they they don't they don't take care of the people they've already taken care of. And I just that's why I scratch my head. And I know you've got guys on your team that are crushing this. Yeah. But how do you how how do you from a leadership standpoint, how what would you do if like this was a mandate? And like if you knew as a leader that by the end of 2022, 70 or 80 percent of your book of business must be consumer centric. How would you supercharge that vision and lead people to that? If that was your impetus and your desired end result, what would you do? Well, the hardest part right now is that the, the business that everyone has is astronomical still. Yeah. And that was kind of tying back to my original comment, which is, you know, we're not focused on the things that we need to be focused on because their loans still falling on everyone's face from the sky. It's really hard to tell someone in 2020 who's having the best year of their life financially and professionally to be like, hey, you need to start focusing on these things, change your mindset, get ready for the new world because this is what's coming. And they go, that sounds great. I'll work on it then. It's the, it's the cricket and the ants. You know, it's like, I'll <laughs> and, and we saw some awakening from some people. But so, so my other thing is that not all hope is lost. I really do see people waking up. And, and what I'm trying to do as a leadership is continue to be a megaphone for what I know is coming continue to be that echo chamber where it's like, yeah, but Alec, you keep saying this. I'm like, I know I'm, I keep saying this because I want you to pay attention to what's coming. I want that aha moment for you to come where you go, you're right. I'm not ending my career in, at the end of 2021. <laughs> like that, right. the more I want, I got more in the tank. And so, it, and to your point, Todd, it's self-evident. When we talk about this conversation, it's self-evident. No one, I've never had the conversation where someone goes, I don't get it. Like, that, that's not true. They go, yeah, you're right. That's, that's true. I need to figure that out. And so everyone says that. And so it's more about, okay, then we got to start prioritizing what matters. You know, I was just talking to my dad this morning about what makes a great originator. And one of the things he was talking about was they always forever have prioritized things that matter. Yeah. They don't have, you know, roller coaster months. They have consistently strong production that usually looks like this because they prioritize what matters. And those originators that are waking up, hearing the rhetoric, hearing the encouragement, being on some trainings, um, they're starting to prioritize the things that really matter. And you can see it in how they act. You can, I mean, a lot of these guys have now grasped social media as a, as a strategy and, and you can watch them because they're documenting. They're documenting what they're doing to build relationships. They're just showing everybody else what they do. But at yeah. the same time, doing that, they're attracting new people in who are like, I want that, right? It's the old Jerry Maguire line. Like, why don't the agents like <laughs> me? The same thing. So I, I think we're in the midst of an awakening. because Show me the money. Yeah. <laughs> If we don't have this awakening, Todd, you know, like there, there's, there's a reckoning, like it, it, the bill comes due. It, it, you and I both around plenty of cycles. And at the end of these giant cycles, there's, there's the reckoning of like, you didn't prepare for what is now required to maintain so, your level of 
success. Yeah. So this is where my heart is. And, and, you know, you, you kind of inspired this in my head just a couple of minutes ago is, is, is the future is always coming. And everybody just needs to understand that, that there's nothing you can do to determine what is coming except for what you can control. And for most of us, the parts of the future we can control are the decisions we make in the present. But it was interesting. Jim Rohn spoke at Sales Mastery one year and uh, he said, the future's coming. What you do today will decide when it arrives for you. Yeah. And so it's just powerful, right? And so what I would like people to start thinking is awakening, reckoning. I just wrote those two words down. Those are so powerful. Awakening, reckoning, and getting ready for the new world. What is the new world? The new world is the big box lenders are here to stay. Um, the local lenders are going to claw it out and make sure that they have their position and their market share and so on and so forth. But the thing that is changing that nobody can stop changing is it's going to be consumer first, partner second. The old days, it was partner first, consumer second, and that is changing faster than anybody knows, which is why I want to make sure that everybody understands the insurance policy for the future is going to be inked and super glued based on how much value you're creating now and how connected you stay with your borrowers and how much they help you build your brand. Because if 11% of loan officers are asking for referrals and 91% of buyers and sellers say that they will give it, there's a massive gap. And only you that are viewing me and Alec having this quick conversation can determine, am I on this? I mean, am I really on this? Because I'll give you guys a little secret right now. Why don't we just ask borrowers what needs to happen between now and closing for you to feel 100% certain that you can refer me with confidence and faith to your friends and family? That's it. Boom. Just ask that. And then at the end, make sure you did it. And maybe one time in between, make sure you're doing it. And then you have them for life. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, to your point, it's not complicated. It just It's just yeah. hard. It's hard to yeah. stay consistent. It's hard to give yeah. people a relationship and not a transaction. It's hard. It's hard to invest in the long term when the short term payoff is so sweet. It's always the it, it always is that delicate balance. And back to your dad's deal, he texted me this morning too. And you know these LinkedIn posts on the on the nine, I think it's nine things, right? That that all top originators do. The thing on priorities, and and I tell my elite group this all the time. Our coaches tell our coaching members, um, ignored priorities become more important. And one of the priorities is preparing the business for the future when it doesn't feel like you have to prepare it. It's like, it's like um, I'm a, a, a million dollar listing junkie and I was watching New York, million dollar listing New York. And it was just so interesting to watch how last year they were going through COVID and everything. And Ryan Serhant decides in the middle of COVID to start his own brokerage. Yeah. I mean, that's an example of like, you're going to leave 12 years at NetSeekers and you're going to start your own brokerage in the middle of a, a global pandemic. 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 Have you watched that whole thing? Pandemic. It was no. planned. No, and never mind. But it's just like, OK, so so really successful people do in markets that don't feel like it's right. The right thing. And the mark, the time to change is not when your pipeline is full or empty, the time is to change is before anybody else is changing. And the faster you get there, early adopter, right? Early to the party, um, not late, be a innovator, an innovator, an innovator, not a follower. 
And I'm just telling you right now, I, I would bet the farm on this, that if you can make the shift to a consumer centric model yep. and six or seven out of every 10 deals you do every month, every family you, you help is consumer direct, not consumer direct, like your marketing, like, you know, rocket mortgage and stuff like that. It's just consumer value, the consumer millions of dollars are at stake. Yep. So what a powerful conversation. What's the biggest lesson you learned? I love wrapping huh? the other stuff. It's always important. <laughs> we could talk for hours on this stuff. Oh, and we should. We should. What's the biggest lesson you've learned as a leader in the last 12 months? You can make incredible relationships deeper on digital if you just recognize that there's real people and real conversations happening and don't try to go in there and be something you're not. Mm. It never replaces oh. the physical, but they, yeah. they're not mutually exclusive. They're, they're, they're both possible to happen. I mean, I, I made, and I'm sure you've had the same experience in COVID. I made tremendous friendships with people across the country on digital without ever meeting them face to face. Right. And now I'm stoked to go out and meet them when I go into market and, and just, just to hang out and get a beer, get breakfast. And, and so the, we just, we've forgotten, or we've heard so much about social media and digital and video that we just forgot to be humans there. Yeah. And so we come up, we, we do what we do, humble brags about our Yelp reviews, which make me puke in my mouth, or we do, you know, videos about things that we, th and we get all produced and staged. And it's like, no, just, just be a human being. And then, you know, just like how to win friends and influence people, try being more interested in others than you are in yourself on your social platforms and your life will change dramatically. The ultimate definition of empathy, right? <laughs> And, and I said, I said something yesterday. I was interviewed uh, yesterday by, uh, by Dave Savage. And uh, one of the things I said is I said, I think the future is that you need to listen with the intent to solve instead of listening with the intent to sell. Yeah. And I think that that's emotional connection. I think today in, in, in all facets, people desire humanity. And if you listen with the intent to solve and provide value, um, you'll never sell anything in your life. And yet, if you try to sell without connection, um, you're going to get rejected. You're going to you're not going to have the engagement. You're not going to have the referrals. And uh, it's a pretty simple idea. Listen with the intent to solve. So cool. All right. What's uh, what's the next six months look like for you? What are you most passionate about and what are you going to do to equip your region for excellence? Well, number one is I still want to be, you know, that lantern in the darkness saying, hey, you know, the new world's coming. I'm yeah. very passionate about that. I, I think that the more that people can hear it, have conversations about it, engage with it, the more they're going to be prepared to tackle it as those changes come. Because I think the water's going to go out. And, and maybe that's just my, I have a little bit of a, like a catastrophic mind. I'm always like, what's the worst thing that can happen? And so, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think about that thing. And plus, where my heart breaks, Todd, and where I get really fired up is, you know, I, I look at myself and I look at local pros who are out there in the community serving their community and they're busting tail and they're, they're thoughtful, loving, knowledgeable, caring originators. And they really are. I mean, you, you meet with them and in their heart, they're just, I'm like, you are the best person for someone to get a loan from because you're right there with that person. Yeah. And then I watch these, these big commercials that say, you don't need this person anymore. And, and you don't need the local person anymore. Um, you just need a brand. And I don't think that's true in our industry. I think it's true in several industries outside of mortgage, but it's not true in our industry. There's still tremendous value in the, in the character and the professionalism and the knowledge and experience of the person you're using for your mortgage. 
And, and we're not speaking that loud enough and we're letting the general mass media push ideas into our consumers' heads that says, no, 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 you don't really need that person. And I think that's a tragedy. I think we need to wake up. I think we need to fight that and we need to continue to showcase our value proposition to the world, whether that's on YouTube or social media or even locally at our kids' soccer game. Right. Where, wherever it is, we gotta, we gotta punch back to a degree on why we're, why we're in this business and what, we, what role we play. And I think there's this local pro versus national brand, you know, war happening. And I think some originators either don't care, don't see it, don't want to see it. Um, and right now when there's so many loans and so much opportunity, the war is covert. Yeah. <laughs> the waters. But as you know, and I remember, I mean, 2018, things were getting real, uh, real, real I mean, fast. <laughs> went bankrupt, you know, Homebridge Homepoint merger, like Provident Funding Bank went out of business. Like it was, I was like, oh, it's happening. It's happening right now. We're going to watch this happen in real time. And it's going to be this, the war is going to come front and center from big brand value prop to local pro value prop. And it's going to be a full on head collision. And then COVID struck, we dropped into the twos and everyone just was like, well, that didn't happen. <laughs> Let's just pretend that didn't happen. But it, it, it could happen tomorrow. I like mean, we could, be back. we could be back. The mortgage industry is nothing but constant change. So that, that's I remember that. Right now, I remember in 1994, uh, interest rates went up 400 basis points in like a week, a week, Boop. a week, <laughs> and everybody had to live off the money they made the previous year because they hadn't prepared for the inevitable, the cat, the cat catastrophe, as as you look at. So I think that that's a good good way to end. Um, be in the present, but prepare for the future. And, and do it intelligently and do it at level 10. You don't have to really be good at everything. In fact, you shouldn't be. You should be good at the few things that matter most. And Alec, I think that the thing for me anyway, the thing that matters most in any human being's life is the depth of relationship they have with people. And you've done a really great job in our time together just inking that and, and making sure that people understand that. And I do believe, I do believe that digital is going to make the consumer experience more and more positive, but it will not replace the advice piece. You can't have an automated bot that gives real, true mortgage planning advice. It's going to take an individual to do that. You've made a really, really good point there. So thanks for your time. How do people get in touch with you? What are your social media handles? And uh, let's make sure people stay connected with you. I always joke when I ask that. I just say, use Google. Yeah. <laughs> I, did. I did today and I got Alec right here, even though you're a friend. <laughs> But by the way, right, like the loan officers, they're like, you know, business cards, all this stuff. And I'm like, if you can't be found on the first page of Google, what do you, come on. You're, like, you're in trouble. Ask yeah, how to contact you. It's not as easy as opening a computer and being like, Todd Duncan, and I can contact you seven different ways. Like, <laughs> come on. Yeah. Let's, go. Let's, let's change your game a little bit. Uh, but I appreciate awesome. you, man. Thank you. Okay, for appreciate you, and uh, thanks for all you do to lead, and uh, good hanging out with you today. See you. the man, Todd. Hey everyone, it's Todd Duncan. I wanted to make sure you were aware of a very special announcement. On July 22nd, we are bringing to the mortgage and real estate community a brand new global live stream entitled Irrefutable, the five principles of a high-performing mortgage and real estate practice. If you're a lender, we want you to invite your agents. If you're an agent, we want you to invite your lender. We're gonna spend four hours together and I am going to present for the first time ever these five principles. These principles are designed to level your business up 
both from a sales standpoint, a marketing standpoint, an efficiency standpoint, and a cash flow standpoint. Most importantly, I'm gonna show you the secret weapon to guarantee a recession-proof business for the rest of your life. Come join us on July 22nd for Irrefutable, nine o'clock to one o'clock Pacific Standard Time. And thanks for watching and listening to the podcast.